Hello and welcome to Dead Darling Sessions. Dead Darlings is a podcast dedicated to the spoken word community, bringing you interviews, tips, inspiration and above all, awesome poetry. Our Dead Darling Sessions are our opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into that awesome poetry. So throughout this week, or this is the final one, but throughout the past week, we have been inviting a range of poets to come and share their work with us in front of an intimate live Zoom audience as part of the PBH Free Fringe or Edinburgh Fringe. And because it's the last night, everyone, we have not one feature poet, but we have two feature poets for you. We're going to be having a joint set from Sonia Burns and Camille McCauley. That's a 20-minute set between them, followed by a round of quick-fire questions so you can get to know both artists behind their amazing words just a little bit better. After that, we'll wrap up the session and put the set online unedited as a special podcast episode as fast as we can in an almost kind of live document of how the session played out. That special podcast episode will be available wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Dead Darlings. And uh, yeah, hello, if you're listening to this right now, thank you for tuning in. I'm also just going to take this moment to apologise for any loud beeping noises that may happen. I'll try and mute That's myself if me. it does. Um, I'm sat next to, I'm, I've had to move from my normal recording spot due to technical difficulties. The technical difficulties being uh, I normally record on our bed and my husband is asleep in it uh, at this moment. So, uh, so yeah, so if there's any beeping from the door uh apologies for that i'll try and mute myself but just it would just be up. awful having snoring during uh, the set wouldn't it <laughs> is your husband a bit of a snorer he is yes i mean i have had people it, fall asleep during my edinburgh fringe show at the real fringe before i am okay. sorry about that I had an elderly couple come in and fall asleep at the back it was <laughs> a special moment anywho um but before we introduce our special guests uh a Quick heads up to our intimate live Zoom audience. Uh, If you're up for it, we would love you to keep your mics on during the set so that we can hear you react to the set, hear the and the and all the uh, positive sounds. Uh, (laughs) um, Also, uh, we are recording this Zoom session, but like video wise, your little faces will not wind up on the internet because we're only a podcast. So if you're if you're happy to leave your cameras on too, that would be awesome. But yeah, please go ahead, clap whoop, holler, react in any other positive ways you're like in between poems and also in the chat we've had people joining in with the quick fire questions with their own questions they want to ask uh, that's been uh, really poets. nice hmm. um yeah and feel free to show your love for the poet pick out if there's a special line that really moves you go oh my god that line was great and you can type it out in the chat uh but also obviously that is voluntary if you don't want to feel free <laughs> feel free to not one final thing before we start We are recording the session tonight online via Zoom. And as I'm sure we all know, some people on the internet just love to ruin things for other people. They just don't like us having nice things. And I think it's to make up for the fact that they have very, very minuscule, just almost not their penises. I mean, seriously, they are tiny. So if anyone in our live Zoom audience notices anyone behaving abusively or disruptively during the chat, um, or during the session tonight, please message uh, our hosts in the chat and we will send that person out of the virtual airlock ASAP and we will shout at them, you have no friends and no social skills. Please leave our beautiful oasis of poetry. That's what we're going to do. So we've practiced that. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, and with no further ado, I am delighted to introduce our first guest this evening, uh, who is Sonia Burns. Uh, Sonia is a Derby-based poet and one quarter of the Wise Talk Collective, formed in 2019 by the alumni of an Arts Council-funded poetry development programme. She's also involved with Nottingham's Paper Crane Poets and World Jam Collectives. This year, Sonia's work has been published in World Jam's Us Versus Virus anthology and in two editions of 192 magazine. She was also recently long-listed for the Dead Cat Poetry Prize. That's an awesome prize, isn't it? We've talked about that on the show before. Hannah's face just lit up in the video. (laughs) Gutted that I was not allowed to drink in that one. Yeah, I have a Dead Why weren't you allowed? Uh, It had been previously... When I say published, I mean put on my website. But yeah, I think it was that. Or it was you the make it sound like you only have one dead cat poem, Hannah. I just don't believe that's true. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry. Anyway, back Sonia's to Sonia. Back to Sonia, who was awarded <laughs> Arts Council funding to support the development of her first poetry chapbook, which will be published by the Derbyshire-based Bearded Badger Publishing Company in October 2021. Thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. Ladies and gentlemen, and people who identify with gender in more complex ways, please give it up for Sonia live in session. Thank you. What a lovely welcome. I'm just uh, starting my voice recorder and timer and all my little gadgets. Giving away the secrets. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was actually on your podcast that I heard about the Dead Cat Prize. So yeah, thanks (laughs) for that. That's a good one. That's amazing. Excellent. Um, Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, this is great. Um, I've not really done much performing for a while for obvious reasons, Um, but I did get to a live uh, spoken word night in Derby recently, so that was good. So I'm not totally, totally rusty. Um, So yeah, I'm going to do a few from my book. I think they're mostly from the book, but one or two maybe aren't. Um, and I sort of thought what order to do it in and decided to do my poems about parties and holidays because we haven't yes. had we haven't had many either of those recently have we so um, yeah I'm gonna start with an oldie but a, um, yeah one that I like performing to to ease my way in and just to apologize if you hear I've got quite a creaky chair I think and I tend to move around a bit when I'm yeah so if you hear some creaky noises it's just my chair so um yeah this is called the beat the beat drags us from bleak suburbs in Balladian beige, from picture postcard villages, cityscapes, fear-stained high-rises glinting with knives, crowded yet isolated lives. The beat draws us closer in our vintage bands with patched up exhaust pipes and half-baked plans, wacky races, cars filled with spliff and cigarette smoke or hitching with a hand-drawn sign and hope. The beat animates us with rolls and drops. Your Monday to Friday corpse finds a pill to pop, something to drink, a rush, and suddenly you sink into the rhythm. Those drums are for you. The beat is inside as it rings in our ears, feet throbbing and tapping to a silent disco each. Fags burn, forgotten in fingers, yellow as sin. We leave the club and the magical hour kicks in. The beat unites us, 20 years on, we still feel like we belong to something, while habits started to enhance our experience, consumers as we dance. 
The beat saves us from our real lives. We're locked in the rightness of a moment as light as movement. Laser smiles, split skulls. We are the here and now. Thank you. Okay, uh, my next one is, I think um, you guys say new shit. New, new shit. shit. <laughs> um, so this is another party poem. Um, it started life as um, an exercise about writing, um, writing about a number that's kind of meaningful to you. So I kind of picked the number 23, which like weirdly has followed me around a lot in my life. Um, and one reason for that is because um, I used to go to like a lot of dirty free site parties in fields when I was younger. And um, there was a sound system called Spiral Tribe and they had a record label called ne uh, Network 23. So this poem is for them and for all the other sound systems. Network 23, we move as one, a prime number, two and three entwined together, flaunting Satan symbol, devil dancing at technivals, cloven hooves pounding a rhythm, vibrating from Castle Morton to Europe and beyond. We follow each other to free parties in fields, on beaches in Wales, in woods and abandoned power stations as our young years pass by. Time moving as quickly as the blood beating through our slim bodies. We learn community, communication, anarchy and wild experimentation. Our minds take flight, find freedom soaring over abandoned airstrips, creating autonomous states. We are a little duck being eaten by a snake. Signed up for life, descend our happy place. We swallow our stash in a Glasgow warehouse. Reclaim the streets with cans of blood red paint to helicopter beats. Forward the revolution. We get messy and see worse. Our marbles scattered on wooden floors return to comfortable homes with imaginations aflame in awe of those who live it, who teach us what alternative means. Thank you. I'm just going to check my time. Oh my gosh, I must be talking a lot. It's going quite quickly. Um, okay, I'm maybe going to do a holiday poem now then because I might run out of room for rave ones. I can always go back to them. Um, so yeah, I'll do a holiday poem. So this one is uh, was kind of something that I wrote about a holiday in Turkey. Um, at a really difficult time in my life, and it's called Pomegranates. That holiday, straight off the plane, we witness a motorbike crash in Antalya. The next day, we wake in a white walled room to Brexit, rushing to a cash point before the pound can sink any further. At the coast, fire surges from a spark carelessly dropped in dry brush. Smoke noose tightens and chokes, helicopters dip the Mediterranean. Snorkeling all day to forget the world, we swim with turtles, eat fish on the boat, returning to reports of a bomb in Istanbul airport. 
We marvel at pomegranates dripping from the trees, split one open, drink its juice on the beach, and despite everything, it feels like paradise. Thank you. Um, and um, yeah, I think I'm probably just going to finish on one that um, this is quite a recent poem and um, part of what I've been doing with my chat book is um, I was able to take a couple of research trips to places of like like childhood significance. So I went down to Broadstairs in Kent because um, I used to go on holidays there when I was a kid. Um, and it was really amazing to be able to go back. Um, and this, I wrote this and then I actually submitted it to Open Collab and it was set to music, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, this is called A Touch of the Old Magic. It is the same, but smaller. The inflatable giraffe bouncy castle droops a little now. As I droop in the surprising heat, queuing for a cone outside Morelli's behind children hiked up on sugar anticipation. The breeze is empty, caressing, muting the hubbub inside where it is the 1950s all pink and pearl and gleaming Sunday glasses, quilted formica and soft banquettes, silver ashtrays adorn pavement tables and red neon exclaims at the sunshine through a haze of petrol fumes and piss. In the distance, a tiny person paddles out to sea on a board against waves that glitter like a promise. I get my cone and walk the promenade past 20p slots and memorial benches. A round-faced boy smirks at his friend as they sit on in memory of Arthur Smith. Pistachio ice cream drips down my wrist. I scan teenage names chalked on candy floss beach huts. See 14-year-old me in a Pixies t-shirt. Whose name would I have scrawled nearly 30 years ago? A young couple drink pints of cold beer and eat Frito Misto on the harbour wall. An older couple on another bench eat cold chips in silence and maybe they've done this every Saturday for a decade. Families wrestle dress reticent children and I think about how my brothers hold their babies. Kids call and seagulls screech and people play frisbee. A man shouts, let's see if he's still got it. A touch of the old magic. <laughs> I breathe in seaweed and sun-baked rocks and watch the waves. They just keep coming and coming and coming. Thank you. Woo. Nice. Ah, oh, look at that, 10 minutes. Perfect. Can't see that professional. Brilliant, Brilliant timing. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Brilliant. It was so, so close. close. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways, Sonia Burns live in session. Woo, woo. Amazing. 
Brilliant. I want to go on holiday and have a rave at the same time in a minute. Um, but I can't do that yet. Uh, not <laughs> just because of COVID, but also because we have one other guest tonight doing another Dead Darling session for us. Um, and that is Camille McCauley. Camille is a poet currently living in Derby. Her debut chapbook will be released as well by Bearded Badger Publishing in October 2021. She's perform performed at numerous events and festivals across the country and supported a number of spoken word legends, including, Hannah, you'll be impressed by this, Joelle Taylor and Matt yes. Abbott. Pretty good, huh? Mm -hmm. That's a good, good support slot. Camille's poems have been featured on BBC Radio Sheffield and Derby, she has been commissioned by Apples and Snakes and is Slam Champion of Slam of the North and Derby Poetry Festival 2019. Camille is also a founding member of Wise Talk Collective, whose debut show, The Art of Losing, featured at Saboteur Awards and Nottingham Poetry Festival 2020. You can find out more info about Camille at camille.poet on Instagram and Facebook. So we're having another Wise Talk Collective session now. Ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways, please give it up for Camille McCauley live in session. So good to be here. Um, I'm going to be really brave and start off with some new shit. <laughs> new, new shit! shit. <laughs> um, yeah, my first four poems that I haven't performed to anyone really before, apart from Sonia at the pub last night. Um, <laughs> Exclusive. In the back corner of the garden where nobody was around us. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, these are all, I'm hoping to be in my chapbook uh, pamphlet, which will be released again, like you just said, uh, with um, Bearded Badger Publishing in October. So let's see how they go down. Um, this first one is so new, it hasn't even got a title. So here we go. In a remote Costa Rican fishing village, I drift off to the thudding of cicadas colliding with light. Beetles crawling under door crack, mosquito gangs out for blood. In England, I don't mind the critters taking refuge. Spiders web their way around ceilings, and Sheila, the mouse, resides in the walls. I would rather keep the small warm than, than allow them to face the elements. But here, when I wake to crawling in my bedsheets, I jump like a cartoon villain, whack the thing to the floor, and before I know it, I've flip-flopped a scorpion to death. <laughs> um so this next one um so when i was growing up um my parents were quite young and they were all busy working um so i spent a lot i was really lucky and i got to spend a lot of time with my grandparents um and me and my sister had a habit of going into their bedroom in the morning getting into their bed and then shouting to my granddad come on granddad make the tea so that's the title <laughs> of this poem this is what it's about Mornings are curled under fresh cotton sheets, eating hot cross buns from Granny and Grandad's kitchen. We wash fat delicacies down with a fresh brew poured from the pot. The kettle whistles in the afternoon. Granny balances mugs on a tray. Cow biscuits wrapped neatly in white napkins, the optimal dunking treats. Friday night brings fish and chips. Grandad carefully lists our orders as if taking an exam. We watch eagerly with brew in hand. We rely on these small rituals, but as the years widen with oceans, I discover new home comforts. Mediterranean halloumi with sun-soaked tomatoes, Whit Sunday can kangaroo burgers, Bologna bolognese, cheese fondue on the French Alps, 
Galapagon, Pinto and Plantain, hand-caught Costa Rican lobster. But no matter the distance, we video call. Granny's grainy face smiles about the times we shared a cup of the good stuff. But I glance at my teapot sitting on top of the fridge, holding more dust than water, scared to add another drop between us. At night, I dream of toes curled under cotton sheets. Hot cross buns spread with full fat butter. I catch all of the crumbs as I watch the pot pour a nice, fresh brew. Lovely. <laughs> Love a cup of tea. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you can see, similar to Sonia's, is a lot of travel theme in mine as well. Um, although very different poems. Um, so... This poem came about, this next one, um, I went to Apples and Snakes Red Sky Sessions as a series of free workshops, which were really, really good. And I've got some more coming up soon, which I highly recommend signing up to if you fancy a workshop um, free of charge. Um, so um, in this workshop, we had to write a poem after, in a similar form to Terence Hayes, The Same City, which is mm. an absolutely excellent poem. Um, so this is what I came up with. Uh, mine's called Lake Bled, um, which is in Slovenia, and I highly recommend visiting if you ever get the chance. Um, okay. <clears throat> Resting on my back, I see leaves flitter like hummingbirds dancing in the sun. I drop my bled, I drop my gaze to see Lake Bled, still, confident. My body sinks into soft earth. You raise your body and snap us together as if to say, Let's not forget what it is to make history. Let me begin again. As we lie in the castle grounds above Lake Bled, tree branches soften the tor torrid sun. I think what it has taken to get here. You in Fijera, dis distressed in the desert. Me in Sheffield, alone in the library. Our numb voices force occasional calls, waiting in solitude for today. The click of your camera capturing the lake, shimmering up at us in awe. Nice. <laughs> I can't speak for Rebecca, but it was much better than uh, the one that I came up with from that same prompt in that workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine never made it past the idea stage. And at some point, I will write that poem and it's great, but it doesn't exist yet. So, no. <laughs> it took a lot of work to get to that, to be fair. I had, <laughs> it wasn't straight away. Um, Okay, so I used to live in New Zealand for a bit, in Auckland for a couple of years. Um, and this is a poem about the volcano that was down the road from where I lived called Mongafai, which is the Maori name for Mount Eden. So this is about that. Fedding up, fed up of sitting dormant, I shove my legs into compression tights, double knot laces, and leave the house for the first time in weeks. At the base of Mount Eden, I muster the strength to move through its shadow, pounding against the hard ground, circling the verge of the volcano. The higher I climb, the steeper the surface. I envision eruption, force feet to continue to the top without stopping. Muscles turn to magma, skin is scoria red. Blood pulses veins close to bursting. With great effort, I reach the summit. Molten body explodes across Auckland skyline and into the South Pacific. That's all my new shit then. <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so I've just got two more. These are older ones. 
Um, old shit. Old shit. Um, so this one I was commissioned by a group of Darwin Valley Mills, which in Derbyshire, um, they do a festival in the peaks, usually in the peaks and around Derby um, to celebrate all the history shit that's going on in the, in, in the area. Um, and they came, they approached me and I think there was four or five other poets to write a poem each about something local in the area to celebrate something that had happened in history. So my natural reaction was to turn to my local pubs and see what was going on back then. <laughs> it was all during World War II, was specifically the kind of World Wars kind of time. Um, and the poem, yeah, so I, as more research, as I did more research, um, I found like, obviously all the men had to go off to war, so the women stepped in. And so this is about the female pub landlords during World War One and Two. Um, it's called Mrs. Gardner. Um, she was a real landlord, but this is like a fictitious account of it. Curtains judder open, sending sun glares through blackened window panes. Mrs. Gardner wipes soot to a smear, waves to commuters and passers-by, welcoming weary legs to pull up, pull up a few. The Brunswick. Once a masculine haze is becoming a hub for skirts and suits to rest under the same roof. Worries fill the corner booth. Whispers of absent soldier husbands adjust into life without love. Blisters cover fingers from munitions and peeling spuds. The canary girls find relief in a tavern run by another of their own. A sanctuary to share their woes, a place to remember to laugh. While the men, propping up the bar, leer and proclaim the working women prostitutes. Wenches don't have the muscle to change barrels, better left with paperwork or wiping dirty bums. <laughs> Mrs. Gardner takes it in her stride, taking particular care to learn everybody's name and favorite drink. It's good landlords know how to ease throbbing feet and bash the heads of those that need it. Before long, Mr. Gardner returns a broken and bruised version of his former self, but with body still intact. Mrs. Gardner welcomes him with embrace, clutching their excited children. The brutes at the bar, the brutes at the bar applaud. The wait is finally over. It's time for Mr. Gardner to reclaim the title only a man can hold, landlord. Mr. Gardner re releases his family, swaps his boots for brogues, rolls up his sleeves, and pulls pints in silence. Mrs. Gardner sighs with defeat, puts the children to bed, rolls up her sleeves, and peels spuds in quiet. The soldiers are home, but the war is not yet over. Mm. Mm. I wasn't as organised as Sonia, and I didn't time myself, so I've got time to do one more. Yeah. Okay, we, we'd, we'd like more, so yes. Okay, cool. I'll do one last one. Um, I'm not going to do an introduction. It's just called Bird. I'm just going to go for it. Bird. Christmas work party. Boss. A hanging vulture hoping the vulnerable will lose their way. Mince pies of carpet crumbs underfoot. Fairy lights flicker. Unwanted wine lips on wanted goodbyes. I escaped to Yorkshire. Try to fathom endearing terms like love and duck, meant with genuine compassion whether they know you or not. <laughs> Where I'm from, bird is an insult. Translate to piece of meat. 
I find life in studying. 8am, waiting for a taxi to campus, mumbling half-formed sentences. A man cycles past, strong as an eagle, windspan shadows the road. Peering over shoulder, he gives me a hungry stare. I get dressed for work, sun creeping into curtains, ready for a day making beds. I walk down the high street. Sweepers clear the night's remains. Builders leer over scaffolding, crows lined up on rooftops, silhouettes in the sunrise, squawking, walk of shame. Pat pub of mates, ashtrays full to brim, empties cover table tops, hu hugging pints to hearts. A hand grabs my ass, heavy I own you kind. I turn to a mouthful of peacock feathers. He asks to wear my hat. I say he's taken enough. You have all taken too much. He shrinks into himself, shrivel baby bird body. I peel wings off predators, take the name bird and fly with it. Thank you. Mm. Woo. Woo, 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 woo. Thank Camille you very Macaulay, much, Camille. live in session. Awesome. Awesome. That was, oh, I want to hear that one again, the way the, the metaphor keeps unfolding. That is one that needs another reading. Ah, I will listen back to this when we're done. You can, when it's <laughs> yeah. up as a podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Now, to give our audience a chance to get to know you both a little better, we have got a some quick fire questions so over the next 10 minutes usually five but we have two poets uh we will be asking about a random selection of questions about a range of topics life poetry and more general silliness stuff um we have tried to make sure that these questions are not going to help crack any online passwords and since there's the two of you um i think we'll yeah, we're going to be asking you both the same question, which I choose to view as a kind of blind date scenario. Um, but okay. that might just be me being a goofball. Uh, it's more sort of gladiatorial. One of you's got to get the best answer. So you're going to, who is it going to be? So let's start off with tea or coffee? Uh, Sonia. Uh, coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. The other way around. I do tea first, then coffee. Oh I need a slow ease wow. into the day and then a kick. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I have loads of tea in late afternoon. I drink loads of decaf later on. Nice. Uh, does your family have a pet name for you? And if so, what is it? Ooh. Get some blank looks. I assume that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> no I can just be a no sure. answer. No. Uh, Dad calls me Meal, which is really annoying. Meal. Yeah. Where's that from? Meal. I think Camille. Meal. Meal. Camille. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What is call the me worst... Camus. Camus. <laughs> nice. What is the worst job you've ever had? Let's start with Sonia. Uh, <laughs> um, when I was at uni uh, in Sheffield, I actually came to Derby for the summer to stay with my brother and like oh I had to get a job and I got a job for stay bright windows and um oh, some double glazing to an old lady and then I left like really upset after half a day she's like I can't do this <laughs> it was awful <laughs> so it was wow. sell it, selling the windows to people yeah oh Aww. gosh still feel guilty okay. about 
in a way, being a poet is selling windows into people's <laughs> lives and souls. So, so it's giving wow. say that. <laughs> Any creaking you can hear there is not Sonia's chair, but Laurie stretching that metaphor. Uh, it, it is. Nice job. Nice job. Camille, uh, worst job. Um, well, just following on Sonia's comment, I I think I ever had an interview or I got a job for a call centre and I just didn't show up. Just like that's, that's just, <laughs> that's, 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 didn't even get as far as you, Sonia. Um, <laughs> I <needed> money, <laughs> but not that much. Um, what is your favourite poetry night? I feel we should get some interesting answers from this. Mm. Mm. Poetry night, oh gosh. Um, that's well, some book feelings. Yeah, it, I mean, um, there's some really good ones in Derby. Um, I cut my teeth at um, a night in um, a place called Dada. Um, uh, so shout, big shout to them because it's a lovely welcoming space. Um, there's a Jamie um, Thrasivulu's night, Wordwise, which is amazing, which is the one that I've just been to recently live with Miggy Angel, mm-hmm. who's awesome. Uh, and there's Real Talk, which um, is, is another great night. Yeah, we're really spoiled for choice here, actually. Um, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Field. Um, so I first got into poetry when I was in, living in Sheffield. Um, some amazing nights there. There was First Matters. Um, I ended up joining that collective in the end, but um, it's not good. It's no more, unfortunately. Um, and then my friends, Amy and Dammy, um, put on a night called All Mike Long. And it was a quite strict on time. And if anyone over their time, we'd play Lionel Richie all night, all night long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so that good. reminds me, I, oh, I did actually, I went to hit the Ode in Birmingham just before everything like the world stopped. Um, uh-huh. And they're very strict on the time slots there. And the DJ will just play over you if you go hmm. over three minutes. Nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm also loving all the good puns, actually. There are some great poetry puns to be had. (laughs) I got control over the line on one night. It was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, What is your earliest memory? Uh, Whoever wants to take it first. (laughs) Of anything. I don't know if it's my earliest. I can't really remember when I was that young. I think when I was about six, I remember living... When we were living in Cyprus, my dad was in the army. And I remember being... there's two memories one swinging on the back of my chair and the teacher telling me not to swing and I did and then obviously fell back and hit my head and then the other one was singing um what was that I can't remember what the song was some nursery song yeah not very interesting I think I I have some memories from when I was like really really quite young like two-ish um, and my family lived in Germany. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a memory, but it might be one of those that you, like your mum's told you so many times that it's uh-huh. implanted. But I, I can remember I had a friend called Sven and we were in a paddling pool together and I bit him um, <laughs> and I got into a lot of trouble. I don't know what caused that. But uh, yeah, that's that's one of my earliest memories. But it might be a false one. I have a really similar one when I was in primary <laughs> school of the, the same thing, having bitten another child. Oh, um, no. We were playing chocolate puddings, though, guys. That's what. That's why. <laughs> what? That's what we had to explain to their parents and you were the to governors. Be chocolate yeah, that's what we were playing. <laughs> you, you've got to bite if you're. <laughs> If they're chocolate pudding, you you eat them. Obviously, okay. this is a very specific game to like the area of Sussex where Laurie grew up. Like. Camille, what is your favourite poetry collection? <laughs> <laughs> now, 
I prepared for this one because if I thought <laughs> if you asked me on the spot, I'm not going to know. But um, the one I keep coming back to is Jenna Clake fortune cookie. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just so different to anything else I normally read. Um, and she, I don't know if anyone's read her, but she's so bizarre and wonderful. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, she's got I, a new one coming out soon called Ice Cream, I think. So I need to get you, that. you lent it to me recently, and it's, it is brilliant. And it's um, it's really quite narrative, isn't it? But very, very surreal. Um, so it's just just she just creates this bizarre world. It's full of animals, and yeah, it's just brilliant. But my family really oh, stuck yeah. to know what to write. I'll just read one of her poems, and it's just like, oh, inspiration. Nice. How about Sonia? Same question. Um, yeah, it changes frequently. Um, it really just um, depends on what I'm reading and what I and what I'm sort of getting passionate about. But I'd say enduringly, like one of the first um, poems that that really blew me away was in an anthology. It was a Kim um, uh, um, Kim Adonisio poem, uh, and I, I got her Wild Nights book, and I've just read that back to front and inside out, and it's just brilliant and. Yeah, they blow me away. So, um, but at the moment, I'm reading Frank O'Hara's Lunch Poems, and I think that's my favourite ever poetry book at the moment. Right. It's just, it's just so like, so sort of positive and just mm. beaty and nice. It's great. Uh, what is your most controversial poetry opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Who's jumping in on that question? Yeah, you can pass if you want. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I have any controversial <laughs> opinions. Like, yeah. uh, uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of trigger warnings. I, I think it's important. I, I've run some nights before, and I'll give like a content warning at the very beginning, hmm. but then I don't think it's necessary unless it's something really hard hitting. Um, yeah, it, mm. it kind of personally annoys me when it's done every poem and, and I completely get why people do it, but it's just my personal. Mm. I saw someone once do trigger warning Brexit and then they went in and did a big poem about racism and didn't think to like flag that. That's <laughs> 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 my friend Helen, who's on this call, is another member of Wise Talk. She does a beautiful poem about how uh, uh, licorice reminds her of her dad that passed away. And it, mm. uh, it can be something as small and simple as that, but it has a big trigger. So it just, it's so hard. Although obviously there's, mm. yeah. 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 It's a complex topic. It's a complex yeah. thing. It's yeah. really complex, yeah. Yeah. Sonia, what? did you have one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've touched on um, like um, time limits for open mics, but I, I don't think it's a controversial opinion to say, I hate it when people go over five miles uh -huh. and... <laughs> Yeah. it's just a little bit rude I think that's just <laughs> yeah. the right opinion but... yeah. <laughs> what metaphor or image or theme do you find yourself overusing in poetry <laughs> jump in first um, I, I, I find a lot of shards in my <laughs> shards uh, yeah. it's a good word I have to remove shards quite a lot uh -huh. <laughs> Fair, okay. <laughs> Camille? Write a poem and then like it clearly like the poem could finish at a very good point, but then I just write a bit at the end, just like an extra stanza or an extra couple of lines, just summarizing everything to make it really obvious. And then I've had mentoring sessions with um Bridget Hart and Bernie I recently yeah. and they're like, just stop doing it, cut that off, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Num numbered list poems, yay or nay? Um, I don't know about numbered, but I do like a list poem. I've got a few list okay. poems, but I don't have any numbered ones. Okay. <laughs> Brian's saying these pesky shards get in everywhere. Brian, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to do a shard edit. <laughs> I have to get someone to do a shard edit of my chat book. <laughs> nice. Uh, numbered list poems, Camille, yeah, yay or nay? And I only like reading them if they're really, really good. Otherwise, it can just be a bit samey. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, that is our timer. So uh, the last question we've been asking everybody this week is uh, what is your uh, poetry uh, piece of writing advice or a prompt that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, I, I, this is from Red Sky, actually, and it was from the first session that Malika Booker ran. Um, and it's just a piece of advice that I've literally, like, I've just started doing it and it's such a great piece of advice um, she calls it not homework but home pleasure um, and she just talked about how she reads it you know poetry first thing in the morning when her mind is clear um, she said that she didn't like get out of bed she'd have like a poetry book and just pick it up and start reading I have to get out of bed because I've got a cat that harasses <laughs> me if I don't need it as soon as I wake up but once I've fed it um, I have been reading like pretty much every morning um, and it's just a total game changer. It's just really, really nice. And then making mm. some notes, doing some morning pages if I've got time. So, um, yeah. yeah, so try that if you if you feel that you haven't got time to to fit a bit of poetry into your day sometimes. Mm. Nice. Cool. And Camille? Um, I guess the biggest thing that helped me, I guess we're all our own worst critic and... For a long time, I would like put off writing because I felt like it had to be perfect first time or I had to know what I was going to write about or I had to, whereas obviously that's not true and it can take a long time to craft a poem. Um, it's really hard poetry, but there's no reason why you can, you can just write for yourself. It's a, it's a good therapeutic tool. Um, and if you get something out of it that you want to share, brilliant. But yeah, just let go of those inhibitions that are stopping you from writing and just let it out mm. Faye Roberts has a great version of that where they sort of say well you know the first draft is by definition the worst version of this you will ever write yeah. <laughs> and you know that's quite freeing once you go oh yeah obviously mm. yeah <laughs> I don't know I've done some poems where I think it's got worse over time <laughs> <laughs> it can get worse <laughs> you're like what why don't I I like this when I started working on it what happened <laughs> Maybe that's that, just me. You, you do go a bit into a dark place when you edit too much as well. I find with you, Laurie, like it just, you, you need, you kind of, you, you edit yourself past the point of confidence, I think. Me? Yeah. For myself, you mean, or, or yes. when I'm editing other people? No, no, yourself. Well, yourself. <laughs> like, months, I, right? I edit other people past the point of <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, that's, that is true. Yes. <laughs> Love an edit. You do indeed. So... Is there anything you guys would like to plug? Where can we see more of your stuff? Tell Where us about the chat we... books. Yeah. Um, yeah, Camille's like cleverly put her um, contact stuff in her bio. But if anyone wants to find me, um, I'm currently on Facebook at Sonia Poetry uh, and on Twitter at Peckishism. Um, and the chat book's coming out on the... 28th of October, I think. Um, so we'll be sharing the hell out of that. Ooh, when it happens. Has it got a title yet? 
Um, at my title is Umbrophilia. Ooh, love that of what? Exciting. <laughs> uh, shadows. Ooh. That's the first time I've um, said that in the world, actually. Yay! That's an exclusive right here. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, my title. I have no idea. Time to hand in is coming very quickly. I really need to think of something. So, um, but yeah, they're being published by a really wonderful new publisher called um, Bearded Badger Publishing. They're based in Belper in Derbyshire, and they. And he's got a wicked um, bookshop in Belper as well for anyone in the Derbyshire massive. Like, go and check out the bookshop. It's awesome. It's also just a great name, Bearded Badger. Yeah, and he looks like a bearded badger, which is why. What's the name of the bookshop? I didn't catch that. It's the Bearded Badger Bookshop in Belper. <laughs> Amazing. Massive alliteration there for you. If you're in the area, definitely go. Um, but yeah, and also um, Wise Talk Collective. Give us a little follow on Facebook as well. Cool. cool. Fantastic. And so I believe that is Every, that is all folks thank you so much for joining us tonight uh anyone in our audience please if you are able unmute and please everyone give it up again for our incredible poets Camille McCauley and Sonia Burns can I uh just say as well uh this is the last session we are recording yeah. and uh I want to give a shout out to Vron in the audience because I think Vron has either been to all of these or nearly all of these which is yeah. very cool. Like, oh, we Bron, appreciate you Hi, Bron. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's really nice to have people come back every night. So Yay. thank you very much. I know Bron from Paper Chrome Poet. She's lovely. Yay. Miss you. You're on mute, hun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. Oh, cool. So, right. Who's yeah. wrapping this up? Rebecca, uh, wrap us up. Okay, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you for the incredible sets. Thank you to our audience. Thank you to everybody that's listened and tuned in. Um, yeah, can I ask our audience to give it up once again for Sonia Burns and Camille McCrawley? I just called you Camille McCrawley there, didn't I? Camille McCrawley, apologies. There we go. I didn't I even notice. notice. I <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, you can find the recording of this alongside uh, all our regular monthly episodes wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Dead Darlings. Uh, we do have, if you wanted to uh, pop some uh, money into the digital uh, bucket, you'd be very welcome to. Uh, Laurie, the address is? The address is you can do a donation via PayPal to deaddarlingspodcast at gmail.com. That's deaddarlingspodcast at gmail.com. At the fringe, we would be holding a hat at the back or a bucket in order to be getting uh, little Smiling, donations to help us with this. Smiling with very passively, passive aggressively. about how you donate as many pounds as as many stars you'd give the show out of five or ten. <laughs> and you'd probably uh, give us at least 500 stars, right? So I right, think that's... Uh, about on par um <laughs> but unfortunately being online we 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 can't beg you for money uh in quite the same way so donations are very well received thank you <laughs> uh the dead darlings uh gmail address is also where you can contact us so that's dead darlings podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter and instagram as at dead darlings pod and on facebook as dead darlings podcast Thank you once again for joining us and good night. Good night. Woo! Thank you. Good night.